0: an old song is not much in the way of lyrics, but I'm going to ask you if you stay on your feet for me for just a few minutes as we go to the word of God. But it's an old song. It just says, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's all it is. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. And then they drop and say, Savior, Savior, Savior. Come on. Savior, Savior,
1: Savior.
0: Come on. Savior, Savior, Savior. Savior, Savior, Savior. savior. Savior, savior. Then they go back and they say, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You got up this morning for a touch from Jesus you got out of your bed for a touch from Oh Jesus The devil's been fighting you all week long but at that name every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Jesus, 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 and if you need that healer, He is healer, healer, healer. Come on, healer,
1: healer, healer.
0: For my mind, my body, healer, healer, healer. For my marriage, my finances, healer, healer. Come on, what's His name? Invite Him into the room. Come on, above every other name. Your problems above your woes, come on, lift it up. Come on, one more time, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Father, I pray now for each person in this room, for each person that's watching online. I pray, God, that you would do something supernatural in their life, God. They got up this morning, they came expecting to hear something from you, Lord. They logged on, expecting to hear something from you, Lord, and I know you don't disappoint. Father, I thank you, Lord, that whatever distractions the enemy may have brought into their life, God, it has ceased now. It is not able to overcome what you are gonna do in their life. Speak today, Lord, hide me behind your cross, Lord. Lord, show up today, God, in somebody's heart, in somebody's home, God, at work. I thank you, Lord, for touching and answering prayers. They couldn't even ask, they couldn't even mention to somebody else, God, but you know the secret things of our hearts. I thank you for what you're going to do today, God. Touch today in a supernatural way, God. I pray, God, for that person who was the closest to death, the closest to hell, that you would save them today. In the name of Jesus, amen hallelujah. The book of Job, chapter 14. I'm going to start at verse 8. Amen. I hear some pages turning. I like that. That's old school. I like it. God is good, isn't he? At all the time. Amen. The book of Job, chapter 14, starting at verse 8. And I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. Though the wax thereof, the root thereof, wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground, yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth bowers, like a plant. I'll do that again. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stalk thereof die in the ground, yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth bowels like a plant. Touch your neighbor and say neighbor, neighbor I smell water I smell water Yeah look at your other neighbor Because they didn't get excited They don't even know what that means Say neighbor, neighbor I, I smell, smell water. water You may be seated in the house of the Lord Come on clap your hands And praise God for his word Amen now, if you, if you added the adjective like, you said it wrong. I didn't say you smell like water. It's not cool water. You smell water. I smell water. That is funny. You'll understand it in a moment. If you were here in our first service, uh, you would remember that I talked about um, David and how David fought Goliath and how David took the moment that God gave him to fight and conquer Goliath, and that was the moment that, that God had given David and delivered the victory unto him. Amen, and so when David encountered Goliath, that was a moment that God had prepared him for all of his life, and he took all of his life's experiences into that thrust that he threw, when he threw that stone at Goliath, And David took all of his life experiences and put it behind the weight of his throne. And I'll talk about the fact that life is 90% not what happens to you, but 90% of how you react to the 10% of what happens to you. So how you react to life is 90% of reaction to the 10. Many people are still living in their 10. Many people have lived some of that 10. some of those phases of life right now. So so the life that you have right now is not really uh, indicative to what is happening, it's really indicative to how you responded to what is happening. That's why you always have to be careful about making bold proclamations right now in, in your youth because you never know as time goes, how you're going to react and how you're gonna need people. So you can shut out everybody in your life right now because of something that's happening in your life, but sooner or later you may end up needing that person again. And so it's always dangerous to burn a bridge that you may never know if you'll need to cross it again. It's always it's always better to leave in silence than to burn a bridge, because you just never know. You know. You never know which way that map, which way ways of life will take you. No pun intended, but there are times in your life where you will live this life and you you go through life and so you 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 get a victory, and then you hit another trial, you get another victory. And you think, okay, I'm doing really, really good now. I got I got triumphed over this thing. I got triumphed over that this giant that came in my life. I overcame this certain thing, and so now. You feel like, I've overcome, I'm good. I, I can go on and, and we can sail through life now. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, here comes something else that's hit you. Have you ever, is there anybody who ever had one thing after another and you think, okay, I'm good, here we go, I'm, I'm good now, I just overcame that, I thought that was gonna kill me, and now, boom, something else comes along. And it knocks me off of my feet, and it just it just knocks the the kilter from under me, and it just it just you you feel like 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 Fred Sanford, like this is the big one. It, this is an age reference. Some of y'all may have to Google Fred Sanford. This is the big one, Elizabeth, coming to join you, and so you feel like this is gonna be the thing that has. This, this is gonna be the thing that takes me out. I've, I've overcome certain things, but now this one thing is gonna be the thing that takes me out. And you feel like, I don't know if I'm gonna survive this one. I don't know, I don't know what what I'm gonna to do to come out of this one. I, I've come out of the other ones and, and, and I I came out and I was scarred, but, but now I'm in another situation and it seems like now in this situation, I don't know if I'm gonna come out even with the scars, I don't even know if I'm coming out at all. This is, this is the totality of my life. You go from being ambitious to now just being okay. You're just okay. How's the family doing? Okay. How you doing? I'm okay. How's life going? I'm okay. You're not as ambitious as you once was because you had so many challenges to come up, so, so you no longer feel like you want to be exuberant anymore. You no longer want to have these bold proclamations, I'm blessed and highly favored. Now you're just okay. And You have to tell yourself that so that you never have to face the disappointment of unmet expectations. It's one thing to be okay and you're in the world and you're not living for the Lord so they just call you, you're going through life. But it's another thing to just be okay and a believer. It's one thing to be okay and you're out in the world and they say, oh, well, you just need some motivational speeches and here, let me give you all of these latest motivational speeches and I'm going to send you all these YouTube links. I was gonna say tapes, but that'll date me. No one have tapes anymore. Do y'all even know where the tape is? I'm so sure <laughs> you don't. But uh, you don't even have, uh, uh, people send you all kind of motivational stuff and read this book and they, your family members, they send you all these motivational quotes. But it's another thing. to to just be okay, and a believer, and serving God. Because now, you talk all that faith, but in reality, you're just okay. Does anybody know what I mean? You You just talk all that faith, you proclaim all the faith, you send the scriptures out. But the reality is, you're just okay. When people, when you ask them, when they ask you at church, how you doing? I'm blessed. But you're lying. You're on the inside. I'm okay. I'm making it. I have, I have succumbed to the thing that has, uh, has come and confronted me now. And I have succumbed to it and said that I'll never be up above this. I'm just okay. I got enough. We don't have more. But I got just enough I'm just okay. And I'm existing. And many of us go through life and we're just existing. Because the last thing set us back to a place to where you never want to look for better. You just want to get by. I don't need better anymore. I'm just trying to get by. You're just trying to wake up in the morning and you're counting the hours down until it's time to go to bed at night. Oh, I'm I'm talking to somebody, you you don't even really have an expectation of the day. You know, Monday through Friday, you're going to work. You know, Tuesday, y'all have a meeting. You know, Wednesday, you're going to go to lunch. But in reality, I'm talking about on the inside, there's no real expectation on what's going to happen different today than what happened yesterday. And people know that you serve the Lord. And how do you tell people now that you're going through a storm and you really don't know how you're going to get out of it? It's, it's hard to find an honest Christian. Yeah. I know I shouldn't say that. I don't want, you, you, may, you, you may be covering your face a lot, but it is hard to find somebody who is really honest. And who really says, yes, I'm a believer, yes, I serve God, but the reality is, I just don't know. The reality is, I serve God, I quote the scriptures, I got them all over my house. I'll drive down the road, I'm singing the songs. But reality is, I just don't know. And then to make it so bad, somebody else will call me and they'll be going through a situation and here I am encouraging them. And in reality, I'm wishing somebody would call my phone and encourage me. But they ask me how I'm doing. And then when I get ready to tell them, I say, uh. You can't handle it. And then I change the subject and I talk about something else. Or what makes makes it even worse is when you try to tell them what you're going through, they end up putting the subject right back on them. So I, I wonder, did you really call to see how I am? Do you really care how I am? So then you just stop even asking them how they are. Do you just say, tell me today's latest problem? Because you know it's going to eventually go back to that anyway. So it's no need to be asking you how you are. I'm going to just go ahead. What's happening today in your life? Is there anybody here who knows what I'm talking about? You, you are a believer. You're proclaiming faith. You have people out of their storms. And now when it seems like you need God, it seems like heaven is silent. Have you ever been a strong person on the outside for others but weak? as cotton on the inside. And you think, God, here I am, proclaiming you. And on the inside, I'm tender. Amen. On the inside, I, 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 I should be stronger. I wish I was as strong on the inside as I am on the outside and I'm proclaiming you. How is that possible? These two things don't match. It's like Sesame Street. One of these things are not like the other. I I, I should be strong on the outside and strong on the inside, but I've went through so much stuff that now I am strong on the outside because I have to put on that exterior for everybody else, but on the inside. I'm a basket case on the inside. I just want to crawl up in the bed. And inside, I'm a little boy crying for my mama. On the inside, I'm asking, Lord, what day is this going to be over? Job is a man of faith. You must understand that the book of Job is really the oldest book of the Bible. It's not the first chronologically, but it's the oldest book of the Bible. There are several different writers who are attributed to uh, writing the book. There's nobody who's really known to have written the book of, of Job. But Job is known to be an upright man who loved the Lord and who hated evil, and he was a wealthy man. I don't want you to miss that because many times people think that, oh, God God don't, doesn't want you to, to be wealthy and God don't want you to be well-off. That's not true. God doesn't want it to have you, but he don't mind you having it. Praise God. Yeah. Can I get an amen? Yeah. The Father doesn't want, doesn't want you starving. It doesn't give him joy to see you starving and seeing you can't take your kids to college. It gives the Father good pleasure to give you the kingdom of God. So Job was a rich man. Who was righteous and loved the Lord and hated evil. And God, oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but but when we start this, if you ever go back to the first Book of Job, uh, the first chapter of Job, you will see that in the beginning that the sons of God, which is the angels, had to come and give an account. They're basically coming and, and giving a daily account to God. And and, sit, and God saw Satan came in because Satan came in the room. You will be surprised. the uh, uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you'll be surprised at the times where, where we were all gathered. You would think it's all saints in the room, but the devil has a way of slipping, slipping into the room. I mean, he was one of the twelve sitting around the table with Jesus. So here it is. Now the angels have come and given an account to God, and the devil walks in to the meeting. And God saw him coming, and he said, what are you doing? Where are you coming from? And Satan says, going to and fro on the earth, walking up and down on it. I find it quite interesting that many people now, because of television, many people have thought and, and made us to believe that Satan and God are the same powers, they're equal opposite powers, and that's not true. Satan and God are not the same power. I know TV has put one evil spirit on one side and one angel on the other side, but that's not true. They don't have the same amount of power because if they did have the same amount of power, Satan would not have to come and give an account to God as to what you're doing. No creator has to give an account to another creator. Otherwise, then you are a creature and not a creator. So Satan says, you know I've you know just been walking around, looking, going from place to place. And the funny thing is, and, and this is in chapter 1 in verse 7, he said, I've been walking around, and God said, Have you noticed, this is the easy reading version, Have you noticed my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him who is a faithful man who respects God and refuses evil. Satan says in in chapter, in verse nine, yeah, but he has good reason to respect you. You always protect him and his family and everything he has. You have blessed him and made him successful in everything he does. And he's so wealthy that all of his herds and flocks are all over the country. But if you destroy everything he has, I promise you, he will curse you to to your face. That's Satan and God. I want you to hear the conversation they're having. And I put it in the New Easy reading. And the Lord told Satan, he said, all right, do whatever you want to with him, but you can't hurt Job himself. But the King James says you can't take his life. That's amazing to me that they would have this conversation. Look at God talking to the devil about you. There's a couple of quick takeaways. One thing that I want you to do, uh, one thing I want you to take away from is that there are some people who the enemy knows he cannot mess with. Mm -hmm. I thought I would get more praises on that I thought I would get more cops There are some people that the enemy knows He cannot mess with What does that mean? There are some people the enemy knows That God has a hedge of protection around you And around certain parts of you Oh, come on, clap your hands and praise God again. There are some things that the enemy knows that he can and cannot mess with you about. Well, again, listen to the conversation. God said, have you considered my servant Job? The funny part about that is that Satan didn't even tell him who he was looking for. God at offered Job up. God offered him up like, have you considered my servant Job? Isn't that amazing that before Satan could even say what he was doing or who he was looking for, God said, have you considered Job? Why would God offer him up? Why would God offer him up and then say he's such a perfect man, he hates evil, and he loves me? I wondered, Lord, why would you offer this perfect man up in some translations that calls him perfect? said, I offered him up because I knew what I placed down inside of him. I offered her up because I knew that no matter what the devil did, he was not going to be able to stop or be able to diminish what I placed down on the inside of you. You ought to see what God placed inside of you. You ought to hear the confidence God has in you. That God would say, have you even considered them? And then listen to this Satan says, yeah, I considered them, but I know you, and I know what you have done for them. And they respect you, and you put a hedge of protection around them. And God says, "Okay, that's fine. I'm going to release the hedge of protection, and I'm going to let you try them in all of these areas you can do everything but kill them because their life is mine. Mm. Jesus. And I put so much down inside of them and I'm so confident of what I put inside of them that I would allow them to go through certain tests and they still will not curse me. Wow. Amen. Wow. That's how much confidence your God has down in what he placed in you. Wow. And he said, I will let the enemy come in and try you I know what I put down inside of you. The Bible says train up a child in the way that he should go And when he's old he will not depart He said I know I put something Inside of you So whenever the enemy feels like Okay I've tested him here I've tested him there i made this happen I had that person walk away I had this thing to die And you still say I still believe God See that's the faith glory to God That's what God put inside of you And that's what he knew He knew, I don't care what I bring in front of him. I don't care what you try to do. Say, I know what I put down inside of them. They will not curse me. Because I put so much down inside of them. You ought to hear what God thinks about you. You are the apple of God's eye. The Bible says it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You ought to hear, the Bible says, that I am fearfully and marvelously made in his image. He says, I know my plans I have towards you in Jeremiah 29, 11. Plans of good and not of evil. You ought to hear, you ought to get in this word and see what God has in store for you and what God thinks about you. In fact, God thought so much of you that he said when he got ready to create man, he looked around and said, I can't make man in anything else, so I'm going to make man in my own image and in my own likeness. That means I'm going to make you so unique that no two people will ever have the same fingerprint. Oh, glory to God. I'm going to make you so unique that somebody else can share your DNA in the family but they'll never be able to be you. They can take your DNA and put it in a petri dish but they'll never be able to be you because I made you unique because I made you in my likeness and in my image and there will never ever be anyone able to be you. I don't care who comes along. Let every hater, let every naysayer come along. Try to be you. They can duplicate you. They can write your songs. They can steal your ideals but they cannot steal what God placed inside of you. Glory to God. I don't want you to be upset and nobody else. Let them steal the ideal. Go ahead and write it because if God doesn't bless it, it won't work anyway. You can steal the ideal all you want to. You can write the rewrite the song if you want to, but you cannot steal the passion. And you still cannot steal the anointing God has given me for the assignment glory to God. I'm confident in that. I'm confident in what God has placed inside of me. You don't have to like me but I know what he has placed inside of me and I know what God has called me to do and I am fully persuaded that he's going to keep that thing. I am fully persuaded that what he has put inside of me, it's going to come to fruition. It's going to come to pass because God has said it's going to come to pass. If you had said it's going to come to pass I'd be worried. I'd be stressed because I'm wondering, sometimes you up and sometimes you down. But because God said, I know it's going to happen. Come on, clap your hands for your uniqueness. God said you can touch everything that pertained to Job except for his life. And then his sons died, and then his daughters died, and then his livestock died. And he came to Job. They said, Job, you done lost everything. Your livestock, your kids, what do you gotta say? And Job said in verse 21, when I was born in this world, I was naked and had nothing. When I die and leave this world, I'll be naked and have nothing. The Lord giveth, the Lord takes away. Praise the name of the Lord. Can I tell you, it matters how you talk to yourself in your storm it matters how you talk to yourself yes I'm sure he was grieving yes I'm sure he was upset but he also had an assurance down inside of me I didn't bring nothing here I can't take nothing with me it was all God can I tell you the gift that you're holding the talent that you had is God's anyway if God came one day and decided to take your voice what are you going to do about it if God decided to come one day and take that talent you have what are you going to do anyway it's all God's the Bible says every good and perfect gift come from above. So I gotta praise God because everything I have is borrowed. It's all borrowed. I can't take it to heaven. I can't take it with me when I go. So it's all borrowed. So Joe said, I came in this world naked. I'm going to leave naked. Blessed be God. See, you got to change the way you talk to yourself. You got to change the way. You cannot let people hold something over your head. I'm going to walk off and leave you. Bye. Good. Good riddance, let the door knob hit you. Because I am not going to be held to the words of another person. I love you. I would like you to say, but if you choose not to, the door is that way. God is with me. Naked, I came out into this world. If I lost that job, there's another job coming. Maybe if I lost that job, there's an opportunity. God has given me to open up my own company. See, we got to stop thinking so small. Ask God, what is the strategy now? What did you mean by this loss? when this person walked out that i thought i needed they were a pillar i thought it was a pillar in my life no it wasn't a pillar it was just here until the building got erect it was just scaffolding scaffolding is not meant to stay in the building forever scaffolding is meant to hold the building up to a certain point in the building process and once the building process is over the scaffolding (laughs) removed can i tell you some people who have been in your life and walked away Good, they were scaffolding You didn't need that scaffolding person anyway The Bible says that they have left us Because they were not part of us Because had they been part of us They would not in no doubt been able to leave There are some people God allowed in your life Temporarily They were not meant to be in your life permanently But you wanted them permanently And that's the problem God has He said you were so busy seeking their will You forgot mine So Job says that and then Satan returned to God and God repeated the line and he said, I know who Job is, he's not gonna change. And Satan said, all right, I'm gonna try it again. Let me tell you this about God, let me explain, let me explain this one thing about God that you've got to understand It's not that God is unable or does not lie. It's that God cannot lie. So if God said, I am making you a blessed person, if God said, you are stronger, if God said, you are a conqueror, God cannot lie. We can, some people do, God cannot. If God says, this shirt is white, Immediately, as soon as the word white comes out of his mouth, it has to change that way. Not because it's a multicolored shirt, but because there's so much power in his word, in his voice, that whatever he says, it automatically has to become it. And nothing can stand in the way of happening between God's voice and the thing he said. If he said, you're blessed, you're blessed. If he said you're coming up, you're coming up. If he said you're going to be higher, you're going to be higher. There is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. There is nothing that can separate you from the power of God. And if God said today you're coming out of that thing, then pack your bags. We are leaving. Glory to God. So you'll notice for the next several chapters, it goes through, Joe goes through this, this roller coaster of emotions roller coaster of emotions. And one thing I love about reading the book of Job is that it gives me the permission to sometimes have bad days. Is there anybody you just, you just, you sometimes you just get sick of putting on. You just get sick of showing everybody the good face. And sometimes I just want to cry. You read Job, and sometimes he had his good days. Sometimes he had his bad days. Sometimes he believed God on high. Sometimes he said, I don't know about today, Lord. Sometimes he was like, oh, bless me in the name of the Lord. Sometimes he was like, Lord, I despise the day I was born. But in all of that, Job never cursed God. He had friends that would come around and say, "You surely you have done something. Surely you're going to do all of this. It's not for nothing. Surely you went through all of this. And it, you you had to have done something. Even Job's wife came along and said, why don't you just curse God and die? Why don't you just go ahead and get it over with? We know what this is about. You did something. Curse God and die. We can get all this misery over with. And in today's time, she can get that insurance money. But Job said, No. I'm not going to do that. I believe God that he would not allow me to go through this if he didn't have a plan for me. Let me tell you something. It matters the people you are around, and it matters the people you share your struggle with. Stop sharing your struggle with struggle. I'm going to say it again. Stop sharing your struggle with struggle you're sharing your people here you are drowning in the middle of the ocean and you're telling your neighbor, child, I'm drowning. They said, child, I'm dying. I'm drowning, too. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's people on the boat you could be screaming, to. Okay. And how many times, because somebody is kin to us and familiar and you know their face, you're so busy saying, I'm drowning. And they say, I'm drowning, too. You look like you're getting wetter than I am. Child, I, I see a life but That ain't for us. Stop talking to them people and start to aiming your focus up higher. Lord, I need you to come in and help me. Give me a strategy. Thank you, Lord. Let me take a moment. Something, some things that you're going through, it is God's opportunity to give you a strategy for your deliverance. A strategy. You may need to go home and get to a whiteboard and start strategizing. Who you're going to keep in your life, who you're going to take out. Which way you're going to go. What does the next year of your life look like? God, give me a strategy according to your will. The problem that we have is we keep trying to fight this battle and keep trying to get to victory with our strategy without going back to him. Oh, my God. And so you keep asking God. Lord, get me out of it. But if he gets you out of it, but he doesn't give you his strategy, you'll be right back in it again. What's the point? It's like a kid saying, Daddy, come get me. And you pick him up out of one dark room, you put him in another dark room. What's the point if you don't tell him the strategy to get out? Follow my voice. Follow my voice. And my voice is going to say, Turn to the left. The couch is on the right, so turn to the left. Keep coming down. Walk. Stop. Go right. Stand still. Stand still. Can I tell somebody? Some things in your life you just need to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord you've gotten so anxious because we want things quickly according to man's timing we want things quickly according to TikTok. it has to happen in 90 seconds but that's not the way god moves some things god is telling you to stand still and see the salvation of the lord stand still be patient i don't need your help i didn't need your help in the beginning when i said let there be and i don't i don't need your help now i have the strategy before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee all the way back. If we could go back to pre-existing days, I already knew you were going to be right here at this moment. Stand still. Stand still. Some of you are just so busy. You, you, you're so busy. Because you're busy, you do things at work, and you want things done rapidly. You do things at home, and you want it done rapidly. But that is not how God works. Stand still. Get a calmness about you. Get a calmness about you. Get a confidence about you. That if God had that conversation in the beginning of Job, he said, I'm going to let you touch everything about her, but there's one thing you cannot touch. The devil had to get permission to come and test you. He didn't just go willy nilly. He had to get permission to test you in certain things. So it's all a part of God's plan. Stand still and walk in the boldness that God gives you. My God. Hallelujah. Is this okay? Hallelujah. I find it very, very... Very interesting. If you go down to verse 7, about where we started, it says, There is hope for a tree. If it be cut down, it will sprout again, and that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stalk thereof die in the ground, yet at the scent of water It will bud And bring forth Bowels like a plant mm. Touch three people around you And tell you I smell water I smell water I smell water
1: Speaking of water Let me get a little bit of that water
0: Come on let's praise God for I smell water I think it's so funny Speaking of water I think it's so interesting. I think it's so, so interesting. Go back to to verse eight if you can. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth and the stock thereof die in the ground. Can I I tell you something? That there are many people who have counted you out because they saw you in the ground, but they didn't realize you were not buried, you were planted. Come on, I'm going to say that again. Many people counted you out because they saw you in the ground. They didn't realize you wasn't buried. You were planted. And some things God planted you in, and it felt like you were dying, but you really were not dying. You were planted. My God. I want to praise God for every time somebody counted me out. They said, okay, he's not going to make it out of this. I got to praise God for every time they counted me out. Every time they didn't support me. Every time they said he ain't going to make it again. Every time they said I don't believe in your dream. I thank God that while you counted me out, you miscounted. I'm going to say that again. Glory to God. Why you counted me out, let me tell you, you miscounted. You need to go back and find some votes. Go back to your state attorney general. Find the votes. You counted me out. Because where you counted me as dead, I was really buried. Glory to God. Wow! My God. This, 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 is, this is something else, too. This is something else, too. I'm getting happy. Sorry. Sorry. If you came to the first service, let me just tell you this. If you came to the first service, I was nice. I was polite, I was talking to you, you know. That ain't the case this time. I don't know what I'ma do. I would say I would jump off the stage, but that, that ain't the 25 year old man. The <laughs> 25 year old man, I would've jumped off the stage. 45, I'ma look down the stage. I ain't gonna happen. <laughs> Somebody's saying, preacher, all that's good, but I feel like I'm down to nothing. I feel like I'm just down to nothing. No thing. I'm down to nothing. Good. It's good that you feel like you're down to nothing. Because in Genesis 1 and 1, our God stepped out on nothing and said, Let there be. When you see an obstacle, God sees opportunity. Right. I'm going to tell you again when you see an obstacle, God sees an opportunity. He is the God of nothing. Oh, I wish you could believe it. He is the God of nothing. When you see nothing, God says, great. That is the perfect ground for me to work in. Again, I stepped out on nothing, and I said, let there be. And everything that I spoke became and it started out as stuff that you say well I don't have any father she said good I'm a father to the fatherless I don't have a mother good I'm a mother to the motherless I don't have any friends I am a friend to the friendless I don't have a counselor he said I am the wonderful counselor he said you need a physician he says I am the chief physician whatever you need I am able to become it when Moses got ready to confront Pharaoh he said who shall I say send me he said tell him I am that I am since you. That means I can be whatever you need me to be. If you need me to be a companion driving down the road, I'm that. If you need me to go in and fight your bullies, the battle is not yours it belongs to God, I can be that. Whatever you need me to be, that's what I can be. I am good in nothing. In fact, show me nothing and I'll show you how powerful I am. I work perfect. In fact, my strength is made perfect in your weakness you show me your weakness and i'll show you my strength i want to thank god for working with nothing i was nothing i felt like i was nothing i was down to nothing and just when i thought i had nothing boom here comes god i don't know who that's for but you feel like you're down to nothing you have no help you have no friends, you have no family. I came to tell you that is the perfect ground for God to work in. You may feel like you have nothing, but God said that's just enough for me to work with. My God, I dare you to praise God. Clap your hands and celebrate God. Give me 30 seconds of praising God for down to nothing, but you got more than enough. Glory to God. The devil laughed. Folks laughed at you and said, oh, they'll never be back. Look at them. They down to nothing. Folks walk. Off. they down to nothing. They lost their money. They down to nothing. They didn't realize that that blank slate was absolutely a chance and an opportunity for the power of God to show up in your life and show up strong and to show up in a way that when God turns things around and people say, how did you get out of there? You say, God, how did you get up from that? God, didn't nobody believe in you? God did. Yeah, glory to God. He's a strong tower. When you have fear, he said, I'm a present help in the time of trouble. Every time you felt like you were down to nothing, God said, good. That's exactly what I needed you to do. This is what I want you to understand. He said, I wasn't able to work until you had nothing. And once you had nothing, your hands were now empty, and you were no longer able to go to your plan A B, or C, and you no longer had a just in case, and now when you're down to nothing, there was space for me to move in your life and allow me to do my job because your hands were now empty. Some people are so busy trying to maneuver and show God, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to fix it. And if God doesn't fix it, here I got a plan A. And if God doesn't fix it, I got a plan B. And if God doesn't fix it, and you're saying, God, I believe you, but suddenly in the back of your mind, just in case God doesn't do it, I got this plan. And God said, I needed to get you down to nothing, so that when I am ready to work in your life, you have no other choice but me. I thank God that I had to come down to nothing. Because coming down to nothing gave me the opportunity to get my hands filled with the blessing he has for me. My God, if you would have blessed me, I'd have to thank you. But because you didn't, now I have no choice. But to praise and magnify God If you you would have blessed me I would have been indebted to you But thank you you didn't bless me If you wouldn't have walked out I would have been indoctrinated to you But I didn't have to be Because God was by my side He let me get down to nothing to realize I had more than I thought I had I had more love than I thought I had I had more help than I thought I had God gave me more plans with him Than you could ever give me Trying to listen to you, thank you, Jesus. Touch your name and say, "I smell water." To my God, my God, for there is hope for a tree. Chapter verse number seven: If it's cut down, it will sprout again. But at chapter verse number nine, it says, "Though, yet though, at the scent of water, it will bud and bring forth powers wow. like a plant." Wait. We went from talking about a tree being cut down to now I'm going to bring forth like a plant. What do you mean I was cut down like a tree and now you're talking about bringing me back up like a plant? That's that's two different growth patterns. The Lord said the way that I'm going to bring you back up, I'm going to do it exponentially. My God, you're going to come back up much faster than you did before. The way that you're going to come back up after this storm and test. I'm a suddenly, immediately, a straightforward God, a straightaway God. And the way people are gonna say, well, okay, it looks like that you've been cut down. You were once a tree. Now, how you gonna come back? How you gonna come back faster than you were cut down? And you say, Well, it was God on my side. Glory to God. He cut me down. He allowed me to cut to come down and be cut down. His was so great. Here's what's so great. Here's what's so great. If you have any gardeners in the room, where are my gardeners at? All right, my gardeners, you know, you know that you cannot go out there and just take a pair of scissors and just start cutting down your plants. There has to be a certain way you prune them so that they can grow back correctly. And many times we want God to do uh, like we do. And go in and just immediately cut things off that we don't want. But God is so strategic, and He's such an agri- agricultural—you know what I
1: mean.
0: And he prunes us instead of cutting things, because if He prunes us in the right way, He knows the exact way for you to grow. My God, God is not like us. He's not going to cut things off. He's not going to do things the way we want it because we want it done. He cuts things in a certain way so they will grow back in a way that gives him the glory. Amen. I don't know who this is for, but this is the, the Lord said, I smell. Well, he told me to tell you, I smell water. Then you are not going to die like this. Amen. Right. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. If the tree was cut down, it said, I Samuel said, at the scent of water. I got it I, want it, I want you to get the at the scent of water. It didn't even say at the sight of water. Scent. At the scent of water, that tree's gonna come back. Here's what's so crazy, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm wrap up in a minute. Here's what's so crazy. The water doesn't even physically have to exist. It said at the scent of water. First of all, I got to thank God that when we think that everything is shut down, God will still leave something. He said at the set, I can see the water, I can't feel the water, I can't touch the water, I can smell the water. See, you think everything is gone at the same time. That's not true. God will still leave you something that's going to lead to the next miracle and deliverance in your life. Yeah. Oh my God, bless his name. God will still leave you something that will give you the deliverance that he has called you to have. I smell Water. I don't know what you've been going through. I don't know what has been in your life. I don't know what has died in your life. But the Lord told me to tell you, sniff again. There is water in the vicinity. There is water in the vicinity. I smell water. I smell a comeback. For you, I smell a deliverance for you. I smell restoration for you. I smell you coming back from this thing like, like something different. God is going to make you different after this. Here's the problem. We want to come back from the test the same. That's not true. You're going to come back stronger and you're going to come back better. The test cost you something. And you're gonna grow back differently. Yeah. I smell water. Sniff again. The Lord said, when you leave out here, sniff again. Because I smell water. Wherever there has been death, where there has been dryness in your life, wherever there has been decay, wherever that you feel like you've been cut off and not able to come back again the Lord told me to tell you I smell water, I smell restoration I smell healing I smell deliverance I smell help He's a present help in the time of trouble You've been feeling down, you've been feeling like you were in the ground The Lord said get ready I'm getting ready to do a new thing in your life, a fresh thing in your life. I allowed some old things to die so that a new you would come forth. This is one last thing and I'll I'll close. I tried to Google can you make water? Everywhere I looked, it said, theoretically, it is extremely dangerous and almost impossible to recreate water. God said, what I'm about to do in your life, it is not going to be done by the hand of man. What I'm going to do in your life, nobody could do it but me. Nobody could give you the victory but me. If somebody else could give you the victory, if somebody else could create the water, if people, if man could create the water, they'd be created and they'd be selling it and we'd be growing extra arms right now. But God said, there's certain things I, I'm not giving you permission to do. I'm not giving you authorization to do. It's much like once you go to a certain level in space, the pressure will cause your head to pop. And the same thing, if once you go so deep in the ocean, the pressure will cause your head to pop. There are some things that God just does not want us in. There are certain things that God just does not want us fooling with, does not want us messing with. And water is one of those things. This thing that's that God is doing in your life Only He can do it. This comeback you're having, only He can do it. This is a new time. This is a new season for you. This place that God is bringing you to, nobody can duplicate it. Nobody can do it. And God allowed you to go through those set of circumstances so that when you come out like Job, Job got double for everything he lost. But beyond the material, Job found out something about himself. Think about that. God has so much confidence in Job that he said, I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let the devil do everything that I authorized him to do. Can I tell you, he gave him permission. Can I explain it? No. Do we like it? No. But it was all part of God's plan. It's all part of God's plan. And this is a new season that God has taken you. I'm asking you to stand to your feet. I'm going to just ask you to just grab your neighbor's hand. Because this is a new season God is taking you into. And you will never be the same again. Because God is restoring you and healing you and setting you free. And some of those old things, they had to die. Because there is a new person emerging. There's somebody new coming out of that old dead thing. This is your season now. This is your time. This is your moment. And God had to allow some death to occur so that rebirth could happen. Come
1: on. It's a new season.
0: I dare you to receive that.
1: It's a new day. The season of power is coming and prosperity.
0: place it's been so dry on the inside that it's been affecting your outside and you your anxiety levels are up to an all-time high it's been affecting you on the inside and affecting your outside and your skin is even starting to dry out and you, you you've been having reactions on the outside because of what's happening on the inside So today the Lord told me to tell you there's a freshness coming. There's a newness coming to your spirit right now. God is changing some things in your life. He is setting you free. He is healing you from the traumas of the past that keep haunting you day after day after day. And those voices keep rising up. Every time you try to get up, those voices keep rising. You're rising up, but today you're liberated. We're going to sing that one more time. It's a new season. It's a new day for you. Come on, it's a
1: new season for you. It's a new season. You need to receive that. It's a new day.
0: Thing on the inside I smell water I thank you Lord for the victory I thank you for restoration and healing God healing in secret places God healing in areas God nobody else knows about God healing in, in areas God that we can't even wholly express to anybody else God but I thank you I thank you Lord for healing us and restoring us day. Thank you for having the confidence in us, God. That what you place down on the inside of us, God, will blossom again. I praise you, Lord, for what you're going to do. And I thank you for the grace to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, clap your hands and celebrate. Come on, clap your hands and celebrate. If you sit with me five minutes, five minutes, that's all I need. Thank you so much. Glory be to God. I'm going to ask you to help us in this ministry. This is our second service. Glory to God. And by the grace of God, we're going to be here in this location for the month of March. Thank God. Thank God. No more traveling around for at least to the month of March. And we believe God that every seat is going to be filled. We believe God that That we're going to fill every seat and we're going to go to another location once these seats fill, but we're going to maximize the space we have here, glory to God, and I'm going to ask for your help. Amen, amen, amen. I'm going to ask that you would just get the word out, help us get the word out that we're going to start at 930 on Sundays and we're going to go and we believe the power of God is going to meet us here in this ministry. And I'm going to ask on those cards you have, we have a QR code. You can scan, I'm going to, you can text to give, you can use PayPal, you can uh, use Cash App. I'm going to ask you to sow into this ministry. If you need a regular envelope, raise your hands. We got some old school envelopes. We'll get you one. And uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you to, that you would sow into this ministry. And we believe God to do a supernatural thing. We believe that the Lord has planted this ministry here for his t- calling, for his timing, for his life, uh, for, for his goodness. We believe good things are going to come, and we believe that the Lord is going to do a supernatural work here in this ministry, in this area. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The devil tried. He tried to fight us, but thanks be unto God who delivered us and gave us the victory. Amen. One thing about it, that I, I come from good ground. My, my mother is here. Amen. Praise God. I come from good natural ground. I come from good ground good spiritual ground uh, with my uh, mother and father and the gospel, Bishop T.D. E. Jason, First Lady Jason, and my cousin Kelly over here. He's Kelly. Amen. And her family. Amen. And uh, I come from the lineage of uh, spiritual background to where you don't let the devil stop you. And he may try to distract you, but he will not stop the work of God. And I don't care if I got to stand up here and preach with no microphone, and yeah, I got to preach with no uh, no screens or nothing, but I'm going to flat out preach what God gave me, and I'm going to do what God called me to do. But the, the devil is a lie. See, the devil is an antagonizer, and as long as he you keep paying attention to it, he'll keep antagonizing you. But the moment you show him that I'm not going to pay attention to you, I'm going to do what God called me to do. The moment you start showing him, I'm going to fight you come hell or high water. I'm going to fight you with no microphones, no screens. We couldn't even go live right now. So we're going to end up putting this video up on YouTube, and it'll be available later. But I came to tell you, devil, you a liar. We're going to get the victory today in Jesus' name. My God, they didn't have live in Jesus' name. Glory to God, the apostles didn't have live, the disciples didn't have live, and they still preach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's what we're going to do, glory to God, we're going to fight, we're going to fight, we're going to keep fighting, and we're going to make a noise for the kingdom of God in this area, bring me my phone please, come on up with me, if you got your seeds in your hands, I'm going to ask that you stand, and Stand to your feet as we get ready. We're going to do ours too. Hey Amen. I just to remember what the number is. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory to God in the highest. If you ever see, would you wave them? If you still need a minute, say, wait a minute. Father, I thank you for every seed that is sown in this place, God. I thank you for every hand that's raised, Lord. I thank you for answering prayers, God, secret prayers, God. I thank you for a purse down, shaking together, running over, blessing upon your people, Lord. I thank you for rebuking the devourer for our sake, God. I thank you, Lord, that because we sow this seed, God, that we will not have lack I thank you, Lord, that we support your kingdom, God, and we take care of your house. You're going to take care of ours. And I thank you, Lord, for supernatural harvest and manifestation to come because we obeyed your word. And we thank you, Lord, for the mighty harvest that's going to come from this seed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Come on, clap your hands. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. We're going to dismiss, if there's anyone, if you feel like this church is going to be your church home, we ask that you stick around with us for a few minutes. We'd love to get to know you. We'd love to fellowship. We are are going to grow. We're going to grow, and we'll believe in God for mighty, mighty things. We'll believe in God for mighty, mighty things. The devil cannot stop the movement of God. Amen. And we believe God that as he blesses this house, he's going to bless your house. And as he expands this house, he's going to expand your house. And there is no weapon formed against you that shall be able to prosper. My God, I'm about to preach another message, but there is nothing. There is nothing the devil can stop. If God has called you to do something, if God has anointed you to do something, the devil can try all he want to, but he can never stop the plan of God in your life. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for every person that's came, that came today, Lord. I thank you for every person that's watching online, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for a supernatural presence down shaking together, running over blessing in their life. I thank you, Lord, that if we leave this place and never your presence, God, that you will bless this word and multiply it in our life. I thank you for strength that endures. I thank you for helping us, Lord. I thank you for supernatural favor to follow your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hug somebody on the way out. Make sure you follow us on social media. Keep up with us. And get you some coffee in the the hallway as well. Get some coffee. Then we get donuts? Get some coffee. A lot of coffee. (laughs) Get plenty of coffee. God bless you. We'll see you next
1: Sunday here at 9.30. God bless you all.